Hello and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Dara. Today we are going to discuss a game called Light Matter. Light Matter is a first-person puzzle game similar, I would say, to Portal without being Portal. It definitely has its own mechanic in the fact that, I mean, minor spoiler, but it's it's what the game is about, Uh, Darkness Eats You. So you have to always stay in the light. Somewhat similar to Morph Red, except this is not a co-op game, and it is first person, and the puzzles are very different. Yeah, I would say it's it's uh, a mashup between yeah, Portal and the Talos Principle. A lot of the Talos Principle kind of mechanics are there. The look of it is very... I would say it's similar to Borderlands in the way that the color scheme works. I got a... I got a what do you call it? Uh, I got an Oberdim design. Like When you look in the room where it's like the furniture's in the room, it's all kind of silhouetted. It's uh, It looked like the Oberdim to me. It's just one of those aesthetics where I feel like it is intense colors, not a lot of black borders. It is developed by Tunnel Vision Games, published by Aspire. Recent and overall, both very positive. Overalls, over 2,000 reviews, $20 a base. I didn't get it for that. I was waiting for a while because I played the demo, you played the demo. This was years ago. Mm-hmm. I think when it first came out when the demo first came out we were playing it and you hit a point and it says okay now pay 20 bucks if you want to finish and you warned me that it was pretty short yeah yeah that first free hour you get through quite a fair chunk of the game it's probably 25 percent of the game there maybe more for me it feels like more but it's hard to judge because i wasn't keeping track of specific times and where I was. The Steam description says, a first-person puzzler where shadows kill you, watch your step, or be swallowed by darkness. So I don't think me saying that darkness kills you is a spoiler, (laughs) considering that's their game description. It looks good. I came across a couple bugs, which we will talk about. But overall, it runs smoothly. The voice acting, there's not much as far as there are not many characters, but the voice acting that is in it, I thought was really good. And the puzzles, for the most part, also were pretty good. Like, it's just a solid game. It's not going to make it to the top of my list, probably. But it was a fun game, and it's one that I would probably play again in a year or so. Yeah, I played it a few times when I played it. I I played it and then when I finished it, I played it again to try and find... Because there's basically a fork in the in the story where you can do two things. Well, are there? Are there two different endings? No, it's the same endings. It's just you can take another... I, I wanted to see what happened if I did this, you know? So I did that. Do you then, get other puzzles? No, no. It's just an extra bit of dialogue, that's all. Okay. An extra bit of story. Um, and then I did a speed run of it. And then I went back and, of course, did the director's commentary run. Because there's a, a director's commentary in it. And that was that was pretty fun to to go through and listen to. So I got my money's worth. I got my money's worth, but I think I got it at half off or something. You got it in the... um, The humble humble choice, yeah. yeah. So less if you start including the fact that I got the other games as well. Yeah. It was one that I was kind of hoping would make it into a bundle at some point. Yeah. And was happy to get it. (laughs) Ta-da! Yeah. (laughs) What would you say the game time is for a first-time player? Four hours. That's pretty much what how long to beat has it at. Right. 
it was oh wow we agree for once so yeah. <laughs> not long to beat it was six for completionist i think it took me a bit longer but there was a point where i was staying up until stupid o'clock trying to <laughs> right. do a couple puzzles and my brain wasn't really working and i was probably doing the same thing over and over for an hour i know how you feel and so i'm not sure that my playtime could be trusted <laughs> however even through all that, like, I did enjoy it. Like I said, there are a few problems for me, but overall, it was just a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I played it. I probably should have played it a long time ago. When I played this, I, I knew this would be your kind of game. Because um, it is very Portal-like, or, or Talos Principle-like. Um, and it's fairly short. It's short and sweet, easy to get through, and it's it's, it's got some fun puzzles. Yep. So with that, I think we both recommend it. And it's time for us to go ahead and get into the spoiler section. So here is your spoiler warning. We're going to start the game with alarms going off. We open our eyes, we see a broken ceiling and an exit sign. As I said in the spoiler-free section, the colors feel a bit too bright to be realistic. But that works really well in a game like this. We're going to have to go through some ventilation ducts to leave the room. That's going to be a theme in the game. <laughs> Crawl in the shaft. There's a... Well, the well-lit shaft with no shadows in it. <laughs> True. I kind of don't mind. <laughs> There's a message, which is hard to hear because of the static, evacuation in process, the final tram leaves in 2-2 static, so everything's broken. We're starting off in the broken part of Portal right away, mm -hmm. basically. The doors are all locked. I'm kind of irritated with how locked everything is in the yeah. beginning. I mean, it's very linear, isn't it? It's just like, which go, is, go this way, that's fine. Which is fine. Don't waste my time of just having me walk in a bunch of extra rooms for yeah. nothing. Walk in rooms, open drawers. <laughs> and really, given the environment, given the setting they've given us, a not top secret lab, because they were having a press conference it appears today but you would lock everything down you don't want reporters going in there you don't want politicians going in there and snooping around so you would of course lock everything down even on a regular basis most of the stuff is probably locked yes so it is fitting it's just as a game player sometimes it's a bit frustrating to go what do you mean i can't go in that door <laughs> <laughs> doors are for me we're going to come up to a window and watch as the tram leaves you can see that there's formal drinks and food and balloons, a party of some kind. As I said, we'll find out it was a PR conference that was happening here. You can climb up onto very specific glowing ledges. I don't mind the mechanic, but I will say when I played the demo, this took me ages. Right. I just couldn't figure it out. There was no button hint as to what to do. The way it looks, I just kind of missed it. Everything with the alarms, the the kind of strobe lights of the alarms and everything, I just didn't see it. And it took me forever to just find, oh, I can crawl up on this ledge. Did you have, do you remember ever having trouble with that? No, because it's instinctive on a on a keyboard, just press space to jump and then you, you vault the, you vault up automatically. So I think part of the problem is to, where it leads you is a weird tunnel that would go to nowhere. There's like a, it's a hallway that goes to a ventilation shaft. Right. And that's it. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that in my head, I was clearly overcooking it and trying to get into that ventilation shaft and got very focused on that. And okay, now I got to go check every door, which is why I knew this time I'm not wasting time on doors because I know that they're not open. I've done that one already. And this time I didn't have as much trouble with it. But what I feel they should have done, a simple thing to change, would be instead of putting it off to the side to put it right in front of you. It's also weird how you can only seem to climb up these specific ones that have this pattern on it. Yeah, they've they've always got like a little bit of fabric draped over the edge. It's it's very Tomb Raider, very signposted. Jump here, climb here. Why is that fabric there? Yeah. Why does it help me climb up? (laughs) It's a game mechanic. Because game. Yeah. (laughs) And that's it, and it feels a bit jarring to me. I feel like they could have thought that one a bit through and given us a reason why that would work or why that one specifically. Because, like, that comes from – I don't know where that comes from. That would be interesting to find out the first game that did that because I seem to remember this very, very signpost, like loud signposting of where you can do things. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, like, it comes from maybe Mirror's Edge, where everything was, like, brightly colored and signposted where you can and where you cannot parkour from, or where you should be jumping from. Well, definitely they did that, but I think... Probably before that. It probably comes from Tomb Raider, man. I think it's from Tomb Raider. I would say so. I think Prince of Persia definitely gave you strong indicators as well, but I, if my history is correct, Prince of Persia, the one where you could do that kind of stuff would have come after Tomb Raider. Right, right. We are going to have a shadowy figure who is going to speak to us. A lot. A lot. (laughs) Did you recognize the voice at all? No, I don't know what he's from, but I know who he is um, just from this, that's all. I think I looked him up. Go on, who is he? Agent 47 from the Hitman case. Oh, that's who he is, yeah, right. That's the one I would say you'd probably most likely recognize his voice from. Fantastic job. Like, I absolutely loved his dialogue. I loved his motivation. It made sense to me. I mean, I don't always like him, but I like him as a character. Yeah, yeah. He's a um, South African voice actor, I think. Um, and seems like a good laugh. Uh, he's done a few like streams of him playing with some like one of the developers and stuff. So that was quite funny to watch. I loved him in this. He's no, he's no Cave Johnson or Glados, but he's. He's good at what he does. What I did notice on my like fifth or whatever playthrough was he does get annoying. <laughs> like just I don't there's a there's a line in games where GLaDOS talks to you and Cave Johnson talks to you just enough. Where you're always like, I wish they'd say something soon. Whereas in this I was like, man, I just wish you'd shut up sometimes. It's very constant. Yes. And it's a bit confusing to a first time player because sometimes I was wondering if he was waiting until I did something to speak. He does sometimes, I think. It feels like it. So I was wondering if that was, in a way, a hint system of, yes, you've done something right right because he's speaking. But then there were some other puzzles where I had to do it multiple times and it didn't seem to be the case. Right. That is a real issue, though, of how much he speaks. And if you have to restart a puzzle, (laughs) you have to hear that all over again. Or the 
point you restart at is even a bit further back and then you have to hear a whole lot of extra dialogue yeah that typically irritates me and Mm. yeah i would say that it does a bit here as well but not as bad as if it was bad dialogue right exactly he's not he's not bad at what he's doing it's just (laughs) at least it's not the type of thing where when i die it makes fun of me for dying that i have become a hater of i do not (laughs) like that at all don't laugh at me when i'm dying well but also you typically get one to two things they say over and over again right right so um the arkham games especially the later ones do that and that's yeah, like, not nice like three joker scenes yeah like said, they just get replayed over and over again i will say this though it is very nice that if you are listening to a tape recorder or if the shadowy figure virgil is saying something it doesn't get interrupted by you dying mm-hmm. so you do get to finish hearing what they were saying that is very good. I would like it if more games would do that. Mm-hmm. Instead of, oh, I got cut off because I happened to step back into a shadow and then I only got to hear what they were, you know, half of what they were going to say. Yeah, or my pet peeve is where you go into, you're listening, but you still want to keep going forward and then you go into a new room and you hit a load screen and then it cuts it off. Ah, I got to restart. I got to load an old save point or something like that to find out what you said. The other thing about that is, it doesn't matter where you are. I really want more games to do this. Stop trying to make it feel like I'm in the world by changing the volume based on which way I'm facing. It basically makes me have to stop, listen to them, and then go back to playing. Whereas this one, he can talk all he wants and I can do whatever I want. I'm still playing the game. Which is great in a game like um, Bioshock, for example, where you, you you play an audio log and then you're just like, right, zip, I'm off. And you're listening, but you're busy killing stuff and solving puzzles and things. Yeah. What bothers me is when you have a character talking to you and you're trying to walk away and look at stuff. And now I can't hear it them. It just gets dimmer of, and dimmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they've done a very good job with the technical side of so many of the audio sound design is great in this game gotta admit yep virgil is very patronizing to us we walk through a door and he said oh you've already exceeded my expectations (laughs) you've been promoted to janitor there's a message a recorded message or something about like oh i'd like to invite all the banks and investors who turned me down to uh i can't remember he said like bite me or something here (laughs) There is a point where you're about to go down some stairs, and he said, oh, don't go that way. Uh, It's dark. You might trip. (laughs) We all know, even if you've just read the description, what's going to happen if you walk in there. Yeah. So he's going to lock that and make you go turn on the light, which you're going to use a button. You're going to push a lot of buttons in this game. Yep. You're going to try to take the elevator to the outpost, and... He's he's going to warn you about journalists trying to put words in your mouth. Uh, don't don't let them do that. You tell them, uh, Virgil, the CEO, uh, helped you out. You know, yeah, buddy. <laughs> but of course, elevator one breaks and you start to fall. Title screen, game actually begins. Mm-hmm. 
Tutorial over, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Virgil tries to say that the shadows are dangerous now that we're trapped. He's got to admit that he needs our help. Uh, well, I think at this point he doesn't actually need our help, or he doesn't admit that he needs our help. Yeah, he's, I mean, it seems like he's trying to get, he's still trying to help us escape at this point, isn't he? I know that stepping into the darkness is going to hurt me, and yet this first path, for some reason, even after playing the demo years ago, I still fell in like three times. <laughs> is there a way to just get through this first bit without doing that, or is there one that makes you do it so you understand what's happening. I don't think I died in this part. Um, no. It's very possible. I will say, let me say it now while we're early on. I found the shadows at times to be utterly forgiving yeah. and at other times utterly unforgiving. Yeah, like it's either pinpoint accuracy or you've got a yard of leeway. You're like, yeah, we'll give you that. But the good thing is... For for this game, the save system is fantastic. It like almost starts you off exactly where you died, and it remembers. I don't know how they managed to set up that save system because it's like you pick up pretty much exactly where you left off. It never never seems to put you back too far. It depends. There are a couple of puzzles we'll get to where I would have liked it to have been different, but I think that it's not necessarily the save system. As just the puzzle design, it would have liked to have been a bit different. Definitely. And that's that, that's something else that I was going to talk about later on is like, I like it in games, we've, we've talked about this so many times as well, where if you're on the right track with the puzzle, it'll save for you and it'll start you pretty much where you left off. Like, yeah, keep going. You're on the right thing. But if you've done the puzzle wrong, he was like, no, 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 go all the way back. You've done it all wrong. Start again. And so I kind of like that though, where it, when it puts you back enough. Yes. However... I think there are ways around that, but we'll get to that when we get to those puzzles. Those are much later game puzzles. A lot of my notes here are very technical, and they're not really interesting audio. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, there's a two moving bridges puzzle. We're told the X is at the top. Keep following the green exit signs. Next, a two... Visualize that, folks. Yeah. In your minds, close your eyes and visualize that, that green exit sign. But the problem with that is that... There are bridges of all sorts of types that move in this game. So with the first one, you've got a walkway basically overhead that you have to move, but you have to move it in a way so that you don't end up having to walk into the shadow. Yes. And it's not very complicated. You can get through this one pretty quickly. There is the next puzzle where the bridges turn, and so you just have to turn it the right way so that you don't fall into the shadow and so that you have a path to get to. It's a lot of creating the path order of operations in this game. You have to do it the right order so that you have the right amount of light where you need it. Like the next one I've got, there's a two light puzzle. You have to, uh, so this is where you're actually grabbing your lamps. So lamps are a big thing for the first half of the game. And you do get to see them later game, but not as often. Yeah, yeah. These these, these are basically yeah the jammers from uh, from from uh, Talos Principle. And you basically need to do what you did a lot of times on that one, where you have to grab one, point at something. 
then go get the other one, turn it back so you can grab the first one yes. and leapfrog your lights mm -hmm. to get around. Yeah, there was one part, I think this is maybe where you first see the lamps. It probably isn't because uh, I'm not sure where you are in your notes, but first, one time where the lamp puzzle was was starting to get complicated is in a cave and there's bats flying around. And I was like, why are they not dead? <laughs> They're in the darkness. It's like, okay, so maybe maybe the rule of this universe is you have to be touching the ground. So it's like they can they can fly through the darkness, but and so they don't disintegrate. There are times where you can fall into the darkness, yeah, though. Exactly. And it, so, into a hole. And then but so I was looking at them thinking, like, okay, maybe that's the rule. You, when you're flying and not touching the ground, then you don't you don't die. But then what about those bats that are just like hanging from the ceiling? They're they're not moving. So I, I sat there and thought about that for like twenty minutes, <laughs> just watching these bats fly around. They shouldn't have had bats. They shouldn't have had bats. Yeah. We are told in the dialogue that or monologue, I guess, <laughs> yeah. more likely. But we are told organic material gets eaten. Yeah. Hence, uh, what's the what's the cat's name? Lux, Lux, Luxley? Or is it just Lux? I think it's just Lux. Uh, uh, yeah. Hence why we're not as good as the cat. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to come up to the core, which is just beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I've probably taken 10 pictures of right. this core <laughs> right now. <laughs> But it's an energy source to save humanity. And this I love. Virgil's motivation is saving humanity. Yeah, it's noble. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. He probably doesn't do it in the best way, mm -hmm. of course. But if he is speaking the truth, and I think he is about his numbers... Oh, this energy source that we've created, you put some in to get it started, and then it produces more than you put in. So it's essentially cold fusion. Yeah, it's like a perpetual energy forever. Yeah, it's great. Think of what we could do. You can't jump with the lights, though. Yeah. Why not? I hate that so much. <laughs> Why can't you just throw them over the gap and then jump across and follow them? Yeah, that's a that's a huge thing where it's like you can jump, and this game has portal like bar smoothness to the movement and the jumping. But it's like now, if you pick up something, that's it. No more jumping for you, sir. There is a line Virgil has something to the tune of, "Oh, they thought these lamps were too unwieldy," and we should get something different or that they weren't necessary. It's like they're necessary now. I'm like, okay, is that what you're trying to do to explain that we can't jump with the light too heavy or something? Like that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're not that heavy. <laughs> yeah, they don't feel heavy. <laughs> <laughs> what are they made of that makes them that heavy that I can't jump? Mm. I could somewhat understand if they want to limit your jump, but, I, it is, just feels cheap. You can't even vault with them, so you can't even like place it on the ledge above you. Sometimes it's only like waist high. So like, I just want to get up there with it. It's like, just, can I just place it? And so even you can't even do the thing that you can do in Portal, where you can pick up a cube and then place it on a higher ledge. You can't even do that with the light sources. That I would like to change. But that would totally mess up their puzzles, probably. It definitely would. Yeah. But then design a better game then. <laughs> <laughs>
It works, though. I'll take it. It's just in a game where I can jump, but now I can't jump with the lights. It's you. I think this is a choice early on that you need to make is. Are you going to be able to jump? And if you can jump, then you need to be able to jump with the objects you can hold. Yeah, because you can jump. No, that's relevant because it's not portal. But just to refresh my memory, you can jump with holding a cube in portal, can you? Pretty sure. Pretty sure you can. Yeah, just delete that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get onto a lot of puzzles with moving platforms as well. Yeah. One comes to mind where it's like it's almost like a rotation. You go this way, you go this way, you go this way, or like it's an L shape or something like that. That was the first hurdle that I hit, I remember, getting to that and going, what's the order of operations for this? Because I'm doing it wrong. Because I'm doing the same thing over and over and over again. Making the same mistake. I think the first one that you actually have to do is the one that goes through just a very tiny tunnel. Mm -hmm. And it's straight and you can get on it and you can get to the other side. In fact, I think you have to. Mm -hmm. But there's a gap you have to jump and two lights. And so you have to get one light to the other side. I know exactly. Yeah. I know the place where you are. Yeah. And so that's the first one. And I thought that was a really good way to introduce you to the mechanic of these moving platforms, the buttons that happen on both sides. So you, mm -hmm. you can send it, but you can also send it back. Yes. You don't have to be on it. It was a great little puzzle to tease you with what you're going to do. They've done a great job, I think, overall of scaffolding the information and the puzzle level in this game. Uh, yeah, I would agree. All right. Now, this, however, is something I'm going to say. <laughs> There is a funny dig at, oh, we're not like Aperture. We actually handle our equipment with care. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, ha, 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 Aperture. How many portal jokes are in this game? Quite a few. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I can tell you're not. <laughs> Justin's got a very stern look in his face right now, folks. Um, but they did ask permission. They went to Valve and said, is it cool if we... Because what they're essentially saying is we've, we've made a game and we're putting you in our game. So you're part, we are now part of your universe. It's kind of rude, to be honest, but Valve signed off on it and they did get permission from Valve first. That helps a bit, but it's a bit too much. Uh -huh. It's drinking out of the well too many times. Yeah, I there's think like an homage and then there's like overdoing it. Yeah. I think two times would have been okay. Because even, even, they even play the, uh, the, 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 Portal song on the radio. Yes. Which, that's where I really rolled my eyes. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's dumb. That's like that. I get all the little digs at Aperture. That's fine. But, I mean, it's an Easter egg, I suppose. But it's not really an Easter egg because you don't have to dig for it. And I don't think you can avoid it. No, and it's part of the achievements. <laughs> so you have to find it if you want to 100% the game. There's a turret at one point with a cube There's next a to it. turret and a cube and a companion cube. Yep. It's not a, is it not a companion cube? I think it's just a regular cube. Okay. It glows a bit, but it doesn't have a heart on it. Oh, okay, okay. That 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 puzzle where you find that, that was an interesting puzzle, actually. It's definitely an interesting puzzle. But I, yeah, it just was too much for me. Mm -hmm. It feels a bit like, oh, we're going to build our world off of the goodwill of the other world. Right, right. I want more in yours. And they didn't reference Black Mesa once. <laughs> I'm, I'm, maybe I'm more annoyed at that <laughs> and that's the thing I think 
Portal can reference Black Mesa. Black Mesa can, can reference they, Aperture. They made it, yeah. And they are meant to be in that world. Mm-hmm. Just for me, this one is just too much. Mm-hmm. And after the first couple times, it stops being as funny for me. Right. Maybe it doesn't for you. Maybe that's why it works. But it was more funny. Oh, isn't it funny they made a reference to Portal? Then, oh, that was just funny on its own. Yeah. Oh, exactly. That's completely true. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, it doesn't really stand on its own. I think, though, that dig, that dig at Aperture is just before the bridge breaks and stops us from getting to our exit. And now we have to get a new path. Yeah. And this is where he's going to start talking about James, his assistant, this mountain of a man yes. who loves the cat Lux and who's really worried about his cat and is not clever, but very loyal. We don't get all that now, but you get it throughout. It's here, like, shortly after this, there's uh, another puzzle, uh, another cart puzzle, where you have to, on this one, put the light on backwards so that it will light your path. Mm. You know, you send it on the platform, you're sending the light further away. And that's one thing that I thought they did very well, was using the fact that the light would expand. Mm-hmm. It probably wouldn't be that bright that far. These are some amazing lights. Yeah. But I do like the fact that the light has a cone right. effect that it, it comes out of. These aren't lasers. We'll get to those later. <laughs> yeah. But even those have an extra effect around it, which mm-hmm. make it work. I appreciate that. Yeah. They could have very easily said, oh, these are special hyper-focused beams and <laughs> made it more complicated. I'm glad that they actually went with this this style of light. But it's after that, I believe, where you start going a bit off path and you can find... So you start finding the audio logs. In the ventilation shaft. Uh, I think at this point, can we just cut through a lot of the tape recorder story? Yeah, just go for it. Just lay, lay it all out. At least at this point. Mm-hmm. What we're going to get to for a long section is Virgil seems bad and his partner Arthur seems good. And we are told all about Virgil is pushing us. We're still losing our hair. We're still losing our nails. Giving us wigs is not the same as like actually fixing the problem. We're told we can't go outside. We can't communicate with our family totalitarian yeah and then later in the story we actually find out oh arthur does some terrible stuff too he's trying to poison them right so that it still looks like the problem is happening yeah even though virgil has built this purifier or something it it basically filters out the bad stuff it's supposed to however does he this is one of my questions that i want to ask to you do you think it really fixed the problem or did it or did it just reduce the problem i'm guessing it just reduced it yeah i don't think he i don't think anything would get solved in this and i'm pretty sure um from this, from later on, and the stuff that you hear, and the stuff that he says, I think he kind of he never he never says like yeah I've completely fixed it. He kind of brushes it off. So yeah, I think they just slapped a big bandage on it and kind of like oh yeah this is fixed now it's fine. 
And I do get it. It's like, yeah, his means to an end is, you know, he's solving world, the world energy crisis, essentially. So a few cities might get blacked out. <laughs> That's his, his logic to it. But in the, in the end, he's saving humanity. Right. And I think Arthur felt very much the same. Yeah. We have a similar dynamic here to in X-Men, right? Magneto versus mm -hmm. Professor X. And their ideologies are both towards wanting their people to be safe. Right. But they have very different methods for doing so. Mm -hmm. In this one, Virgil wants the power that will save everyone. And Arthur sees this as such a danger, he would rather sabotage it than have the darkness get out, which could destroy everyone. Mm -hmm. I love that. And it plays out well in these recordings. And there are probably others I didn't find. There are probably some hidden ones. But through the main ones that you find just from having to go through the puzzles, I got that whole story. Yeah, I and think, I, I'm pretty sure, I don't think that they, thankfully, I hate it when, when, when games hide their story. It's like, you made the story, let me experience it. Don't hide it away somewhere. But I think they're pretty good with the audio logs is that they are easy to find and very linear. So I think you probably, you probably did find them all, man. We're going to get the first of a couple fan blade puzzles. Mm -hmm. Where the fan blade is broken, you have to jump across. Jumping, like you said is pretty good in this game. I don't normally like it in first person. I don't mind it in this one. However, there are some times where jumping around the shadows can be a bit tricky. Definitely gets tricky later on when yeah. you're running the gauntlet. Yeah, and that's where I really suffered it the most. Yeah. But I really like these fan puzzles. I thought they worked very well. Uh, you have to rotate things around. You have to figure out where the light needs to be placed. You need to place the light in a way so that you can get up the ramp. Up the stairs, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good puzzle, that one, yeah. There was a time, that first time I was doing the demo, where I was just really stumped because you can get the light almost to the top. <laughs> yeah. like, if I just put it in this corner, will it work? If I put it in this corner, will it work? Yeah. No, you have to think in a different way. Like one of them, you have to put essentially the lights facing each other towards the center, but the light goes beyond. Yeah. So that works incredibly well once you figure it out, but fun to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. It's after this point, I think where we get our first light sensor puzzle where there is a sensor. If you put light on it, it powers it up. So the sensor is on the wall. When you shine a light onto them, Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They will power something up. Right. To open this door, you're going to have to hit both of them. So you basically have to ride up this little elevator or this little platform up, put the light down, and then push the button so that the platform gets out of the way and the light in cone form right, and hit both sensors that, yeah. at the same time. I love that. And basically, this is where the demo stopped. Right. There's a, what looks like a, a metro ticket booth or something. And it's like, oh, do you want to keep going? Pay us the 20 bucks. There's a double layer elevator, which is a lot of fun. You, you get on, you push the button, and then you step off, push the button so it will drop down and you can get into the upper layer. Right, yeah. It's fun, but this would be a nightmare to actually have in a real... <laughs> Work setting. Shutting downstairs. I want to use the elevator to go up. Yeah. Get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> the 
that's a lot of this place. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's kind of weird because I thought, I mean, I think this is where the demo stopped. Let me put it that way. Because there are some other things coming up that I thought I played in the demo. Mm-hmm. So, but I remember this area, this ticket booth looking area as being the thing that stopped me. So I do kind of wonder if they've shifted a few things around. It's possible. Here, though, is where I got my first crash. Okay. So there are a few times where the game crashed and it wasn't hard to get back in, but it's always a minor frustration at least. So they hadn't fixed it because what one of my kind of negative niggles with the game was the uh, the crashes. I was like, the game's brand new, so I expect a patch for it. But the the um, it did crash to me to desktop quite often when if, when this game first came out. I noted here that luckily my autosave was always intact and I could continue as normal. It was almost like nothing had happened. It almost it seemed to start me off where the crash happened. So again, the save system saved it. Well, I don't even know. Is that a pun? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, the save system kind of rescued that, 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 that problem, rescued the game from that problem. But I thought they would have fixed that by now, especially when it by the time it got onto the Humble Bundle, but maybe maybe not. Virgil now thinks we are a journalist. Too much disdain. <laughs> yes. And he starts getting really arrogant at this point, or admitting that he's arrogant. Yeah, just... <laughs> The facade has been dropped now. No. To those others, I'm like a boot on an ant. <laughs> he blamed the accident today on the engineer's fault. Normally things are smoothly run, of course, but how much do we trust him? As I said before, I think really great voice acting, but he's kind of an unlikable character, especially when you get to this point Yeah, where yeah. he starts just being very arrogant, where he says journalist with just such... Venom. (laughs) But it's good for what it is. Like, it really fits the character, and that's fine. And he doesn't have to be a likable character. He's our villain. Yeah, exactly. There's, at this point, a very tricky rotating room puzzle where there's a little room inside of the outer room, and you have to manipulate these three different lights. So there's a little bridge and door that open up, And you have to get to the other side, get through a door, get a light. And then there's a sensor on the inside of the room that moves that you have to hit with a light so that the door will open. Oh, yeah. This was, yeah. And like it's got a window in it so you can shine a light through. Yeah, exactly. This was a real pain in the ass to get through, man. Really, really hard. I I, I was recording this. I think... um, Try to get because I got the video on this. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll cruise this because I've played this four times. I was stuck here for an hour, man, just going like, I'm not looking it up. I'm not looking it up. <laughs> this is one of those though where when you finally figure it out, you feel yeah, you great. feel great. Yeah, give me the dopamine because that's that's one thing. And again, I'm always I always praise a game that does this where they they almost have like they work out a way to create maximum difficulty from least moving parts. Yeah. And this game does that really well because you're thinking like this should be easy, and eventually it actually is easy. But they've managed to model it so much that it's very, very complicated. Did you watch through the credits? I mean, you listed the whole developer commentary, but seeing them work with Duplo and oh yeah, yeah, that's right, physically making those rooms, they built it all. Yeah, I love seeing that. Yeah, there's another tricky puzzle due to uh, some 
light blockage. And you only have two lamps, but one of the things that got me, like I was way overcooking it, uh, trying to get through the door, is that, and I did this a lot through the game, thinking a bit more Talos Principle, I need absolutely everything all the time. Right, right. Whereas I think this is the first time where you just need to take the light and walk with it sideways so that it won't hit the sensor (laughs) in a way. So there are times where you need to have the item but not make it work. (laughs) And that can be more tricky to me than anything else because if it's there, I assume I have to use it and I have to use it as much as possible. Right. But the game is very good about, and I noticed this very early on, thankfully, where the game is good about, right, this is it. You don't need that anymore. Drop it. It doesn't have emancipation grills. It doesn't have anything like that. It's just like, basically, if you can't take it with you, but if it's not obvious that you can take this item with you, you probably don't need it. Yeah. I think they've really designed it well where they don't have to add that. So many other games... I mean, Portal led the way, yeah, and it's fine. I don't mind Emancipation. Well, I I mind Emancipation Girls because I'm always trying to take stuff with me. But <laughs> yeah, it's like how can I get around this? <laughs> but choosing that as part of your mechanic, I don't mind. But they've done it very well in that they don't need those, mm-hmm. and I am really impressed with how well they did that. Yeah, that I wasn't trying to take stuff with me beyond because I went, oh well, yeah, I can't jump. With this light. Exactly. We're going to come up to... Now, here is the thing. There are uh, two platforms, two lights. Uh, This is where I get really frustrated. Where you have the first one. You have two that run parallel to each other. And so, when you push the button, they will both come to you bringing you a light and you have to hop across the platform to get to the button. Now you can touch the button, even if the button is in darkness, which I appreciate (laughs) them letting me do that, but it feels wrong. Right. This one took a while and this could be very frustrating to start over, which Mm. I had to, but the bigger problem was the fact that once you figure this one out, And it feels pretty cool. You have to jump across and turn the light. So, again, it's going to be backwards and and getting to you. And then you can hop back over. This one wasn't too bad. I will say, though, that I think this is where the ventilation shaft is. And it's pretty obvious that you're supposed to get in there, but you can't yet. Right. (laughs) What really gets me here, though, is that when you get to the next puzzle up, where the platforms rotate around clockwise, Mm -hmm. around the square, if you restart that puzzle, it actually starts you before the one just before it. So, you actually have to keep doing the two-platform one over again. Uh, Okay. And this is a real problem where the... One upstairs is really, really frustrating, and I thought I was missing something. I started to think, okay, well, because they've started me back here, maybe I need to take one of the lamps from here somehow. Is there a way? So I explored this puzzle way more than I really needed to, 
because of where the save point was for this one, for the retry. The retry takes you so much further back that it had me second-guessing myself. The other thing about this puzzle is I don't like it in the fact that if you mess up, you have to start over. Mm. And you have to step into darkness. Hitting retry will take you back to the previous puzzle. And that's very frustrating. Yeah. I don't like that there's no way to keep riding the platform back and having to start over completely from the beginning. I understand I messed up. And like you said, maybe it's there because if I mess that up, then I need to start over. I've messed it up that much. Quite possibly. But it might be a bug if you've had uh, had bugs as well, man. Maybe, maybe it is because I honestly don't recall ever being put back that far that I had to redo something that I'd successfully done already. Only if you hit the retry. Uh, okay, okay. Ah, so you're maybe starting the whole zone again. Right? Or if you leave the game at this point, mm-hmm. then you have to come back and that's... Right. Uh, it is, though, I think another place where I had my crash. So okay. again, I had to go back and start. I I just don't like this puzzle because it's too easy to put yourself into a corner where death is your only option. Mm-hmm. You don't have any way to set the lights up. Like if you mess up as I did a number of times, you don't necessarily have a way to set yourself up to get back to the start to fix things or to get back to where you need to be to fix things. Mm-hmm. This one bothers me. It still bothers me thinking about it from a week ago when I played. I get it. It's not a bad puzzle, but I think that there were choices here that made it very frustrating to someone like me. I'm not sitting there thinking it all the way through. I'm playing around with it and I'm going to play around with it until I come up with a solution I'm not the type of person to just sit down and map it out and do it that way. Mm -hmm. That's what this puzzle is for. And so I'm sure other people found this no problem. I'm sure other people didn't find that they needed to restart a whole bunch of times because they thought it out first, whereas I just keep messing with things until it comes to me. So this puzzle doesn't work for that kind of puzzle logic, puzzle solving. Right. And this is also where I had to listen to Virgil over and over and over and over again. (laughs) So it's particularly frustrating when you are trying to solve it and he's just nattering on and the same things over and over again. Oh, I built a calculator when I was seven. (laughs) Then when I was eight, I made it solar powered. (laughs) I don't care about (laughs) any of this stuff. We're going to get to an elevator. It's broken. Of course it is. So we have to crawl through the pink ventilation, find another, I think, tape recorder. Uh, This one is onto Arthur sabotaging the light matter now. Mm -hmm. The ventilation opens back to the lower platform that I've been trying to get to in that puzzle. I can see I can get in there, which is good. I guess that you, you're hinted at that, but... In my brain, oh, I need to find something in there. That's an achievement at least, but it's it's not. It's the next part of the story. You sort of have to do this parallel platform puzzle backwards to get back to the beginning Uh now. 
Virgil will now let us further in. We must be his quote-unquote assistant and do as he says. Mm. Of course we have to. We now have to go through the rather large and obvious door from before. <laughs> you would see it. You're walking upstairs. Oh, yeah. I should be able to get into that door. Yeah. I can't. That's weird. Oh, that's because it's for later in the game. Yeah. This is where we're finally going to get the photon receptors, which I've been waiting for because there's a picture on the store page of the photos. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, where are these lasers? I'm waiting <laughs> for these lasers. Yeah, these are the ones that are basically the photon connectors. These are like the connectors from the Talos principle where they... they they you can stream beams of light in a in a straight line as long as it's in a straight line yeah and there are these core senders like crystal source yeah. basically you have a source on each puzzle and you have to get it within line of sight yeah the animation of this is really cool as you as you're going around a corner it gives you like hints like it gets it gets darker and redder you know it's like you can't go much further it's going to black out as soon which is I think key because yeah. it'd be really frustrating. Yeah, if you're just walking, it's bright light, and then boop, you're in darkness all of a sudden. Like, yeah. oh man! And especially me because I'm there. Ooh, can I just edge it a little bit more? A little bit more? And, and there are more? there are cases at least where to me where it feels like you have to pie slice it, where you're like just just getting through the slivers of light, getting across that. I'm sure there's probably a very easy way to do it, like the way everything's crystal clear, white light, but. I did not play that way. <laughs> we are not necessarily the most elegant puzzle <laughs> yes. players. I'm bashing rocks together here, folks. What is nice is that with this, it somewhat solves a question I had earlier of why don't we just have flashlights in this place? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've been into so many offices in a place where if darkness kills you, you think you'd want to have a few around. And even if not, you're in a tunnel. You're underground. There's no sunlight down there. If the power goes out, you're in trouble. There would be those emergency flashlights in every office. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even miners had those headlamps, didn't they? Like 200 years ago. But with this, you can now walk around. So yeah. long as you don't turn a corner, you can just walk with this lamp that you're holding. Mm -hmm. And that's so much more convenient than having to leapfrog lamps like the old school standing lamps that we were carrying before. You can also have two at a time, so you can make a sort of triangle shape with them. Mm -hmm. Or just use one receptor to power another receptor and build a continuous line. We didn't really get to the point, I think, where we ever had three... three don't think so. Not that I recall, for sure. Yeah, I think two two plus the power source was the maximum. I will say, though, at this point in the game, I walked into the darkness a lot more by mistake. Yeah, because you're overconfident now. You're just like, yeah, man, I've got, I can go wherever I want. Free roam. And you have to remember, too, that the path along the beam is safe to walk. Yeah, unlike the, the spotlight where your feet are still in blackness. This, the, 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 yeah, sure, it's lighting the path in front of you, but if you walk over something... That's unlit. Yeah, you're you're done. We have the puzzle with the <laughs> wind, rain, hail tunnel. Yes, you have to go through where the trick is to get the receptor in front of the window on the top. That's a great puzzle. I like that puzzle a lot, actually. It took me a while. It took me a while to even figure out how to get the other receptor where I needed it to go. Mm -hmm. 
But once you figure it out, like, oh, of course I have to put it in front of the window. What else would I be Dummy. thinking? <laughs> <laughs> the next puzzle is where I found the cat in the office. Right. Just having a snooze. Yep. <laughs> but this is the one where I believe you're kind of weaving in and out of cubicles mm-hmm. with yes. two alternating lights. Which this is one where I was definitely edging yeah. into the red and pushing things as far as I could. At this point, Virgil is saying he wants to shut down the core. He speaks of Aperture and the cake. <laughs> uh, the basically, Gladys made a neurotoxic cake, I guess. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> Neurotoxin, yes. Cake, yes. Not together. Not together, Yes. And this is where we can hear still alive. Very loud. We're going to get to the mineral transporter, which he said he made look like spiders just to annoy Arthur. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the first one we're going to encounter. We have to kind of move it back and forth so that we can move the receptors, but also move it out of the way of the light so that we can have our path. I found Lux again here. Did you you get the Schrodinger's cat achievement? I did not. Uh, it's quite hard. Not, you, have, you have to basically. I can't remember how I got it, but you look. You 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 look in a door and nothing's there. You turn around and then you look back and there's like a whole cat, like one of those play tree things. And then it's like so the cat's there, but it's not there. Okay, interesting. The next one is important with the cat because you get the achievement quick as a cat. Mm-hmm. Because what you have to do is there's a huge door that slides. You have to. Oh, yeah. Hit the button to shut it, but jump through before it shuts, Mm -hmm. which took me a while to figure out. I was thinking there must be a more elegant solution than that, but no. No. This actually becomes a new mechanic in the game. Yeah. Because you have to do that for the other side of the puzzle where you're moving the receptors around so that you can get to the ledge and hop up. Mm Mm-hmm. Really cool little area with lots of plants, and the light matter apparently makes plants grow very quickly. Yeah. Virgil says, oh, these plants were planted today, mm-hmm. and they're already huge. Yeah. So not only is it power, but this light matter could end starvation. Yeah. As I put it with this puzzle, it's a long way to go to just move a receptor around another side of a gap. <laughs> right. But... With the way the light is, you have to. It's so long, it's so long to get around. But you do. And then you're going to get the cutscene of a moving bridge. It's going to go to, I guess, where our exit is going to be. But, of course, it breaks. Yes. And we have to fall into the more experimental area. We're now, at this point, having to start using the receptor and the beam to be near those light sensors to activate them, but they have to be right next to it. Whereas the old lamps, the standing lamps we were using, you could put those any distance away and it would be fine. Mm -hmm. These, you have to line up that beam to be right next to it, basically right next to the wall. So this first one, we have to use a moving platform to, I believe, get ourselves across where there's some we have to use our platform to get across where there's already some existing light. I think another puzzle you're on about, yeah. Yeah. And then you have to send the receptor back across 
I mean, you've you've had to move the first one in the right position to place, yeah. But then when you send it back across, now the beam it kind of goes diagonally across and touches the wall and then opens the door. At the back. Yeah, because the yeah. sensor now opens, so now you can get through the door. Yeah, and that's a lot of this part of the game is understanding where the existing light is, because you've up until now many times been in charge of your own light mm -hmm. it felt like but now there are some overhead lights they're sort of purple and you have to know where those are and you're basically having to fill the gaps to get around a lot of this stuff and that's what happened here you have to realize oh there is a light here i don't need a light on the other end where the button is so i can actually stand here safely send it away and get through the door without needing anything mm. extra we are going to get something I don't think I mentioned earlier. I think it's a recording here. Or is it Virgil? I'm not sure where we get this information, but we basically get the idea that it has to be from a recording, where the crystals are getting energy from the darkness, mm -hmm. but the darkness is getting the energy from the people. That's why they keep losing hair. That's why they keep losing fingernails and right. those kind of things, which there are posters on the wall about like, Glue those back. <laughs> Did you see those? Yeah. So that is a bit of an issue when it comes to Virgil's motivation, though, and that, oh, no, this is fine. This is good for the world, but clearly you need people to power the darkness that will power the light. Right. You would have to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe, maybe there would be a system of being able to get the energy to come from plants that you're growing in a day. But that's all conjecture, right? Yeah. Which kind of ties into something I want to say at the end. There, at this point in my notes, I'm talking about going down some pipes, backstage kind of area. This leads you to a locker room. Major glitch on my part. Okay. I got to the locker room and there was nothing there except a wall of darkness. So I spent a lot of time here as well, walking around, going back and forth, hitting retry. What am I missing? What am I missing? Uh, I so think, even when you retried and went back, it was still a wall of black again? Uh, that's actually what fixed it. Oh, I don't okay. remember if I had to retry twice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember if I had to retry it twice. Right. But definitely one of the times I hit retry, now I got to the locker room and, oh, there's just a hallway here mm. connected to it. Weird. What did I miss? Mm -hmm. Because before even I was pushing the boundaries as far as I could go, falling into the darkness just to see. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had really run out of options. <laughs> so that's a huge problem. And you know what I'm like. As soon as I see a glitch like that, it makes me wonder if the rest of the game is possibly glitched. So I was probably overthinking everything from now on. And worried that I was going to hit another one. Yeah. yeah. Glitches in puzzle games are... They don't really fill me with confidence. Like I said, though, I am now in a white room pathway. I can just walk through what before was a black wall that killed me. I'm going to push a button. Virgil's going to say that's quadrupling the power. There's an explosion. All is black. And at this point, I said, what? Not even the illusion of a choice? Like, that was awfully quick. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, of course. It's not over yet, mm. but it felt like it could be. Right. Everything goes black, but then uh, light areas exist. So 
we must use those light areas again to get through. Yeah, and that's this is a weird point in the game because I was like, oh, a new mechanic. Cool. And then it never comes up again. It's like, <laughs> was it something that they had an idea for that they just dropped? Uh, I've got no idea because I like this idea of like, oh, now I, now I can go in the shadows and now, now maybe I've got to do something where I have to avoid light. That's pretty cool. I've got to do all these puzzles in reverse, maybe. But it just gets dropped about two minutes later. And I'm like, okay, that's done. But I also don't understand what actually happens. Happened. Yeah, me, me neither. And I was thinking about it for this episode, obviously, because that's what we do is think about these stupid little things. At least I do. And I was just, I didn't, if you don't care about it, then I don't care about it. Like yeah. I, I'll fill in any gaps if if you're into it and you're giving me stuff to work with, I'll go for it. But they just threw a ball and then dropped it, and then they never went back to it. So, well, if you don't care about it, then neither do I. I'm not going to waste my time thinking about it. It felt wrong, though. Yep, it did. I shouldn't be swimming in darkness and come back. I mean, it was a little bit different. It had like little white sparkles going through there, and it, they, they definitely thought of something. And but rather, and rather than just cut it out or maybe what they'd done is they'd, they'd built it and they'd programmed it and rather than remove it and just make it normal they decided to leave it in i've got i've got no idea but it just fell out of place completely out of place and i thought i thought i thought we'd like ascended to our final form you know i was ready for some cool stuff to happen i had a little trouble with this one just because i i didn't know how to to go from here right right we're going to come across, though, an order of operations puzzle. Actually, I think at this point, isn't there like a tape recorder? They can sort of hear, but... Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a part where you can hear a tape recorder, but... Can you find it? Because I don't think I found I think, this one. I think you... Don't you? I'm pretty sure you you hear it, but it's in, another, it's in another room. Okay. And I think you eventually sweep around to that room later on. We come to an order of operations puzzle. This is the one you were talking about before. This is where we find the portal turret. Right, okay. So you just have to know which orders to open the doors to get the other receptor and which way to kind of move around your obstacles. It's fun, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. I really enjoyed that. Then comes one of the most frustrating puzzles for me. There are a couple coming up. This is the first one. You have essentially two hanging offices in a large room. You have two receptors that you can play around with, and you have one lamp so you have to use the lamp to light your way to get to the receptors but because of the way the walkways are broken of course you can <laughs> you can yeah. only take the one receptor a very limited amount of places you have a moving platform on the one side where you can send the lamp and this is just one where and i came across this a couple of times where I knew what my end game was supposed to be, but getting there seemed to be a real problem. <laughs> yeah. I understand. I can use the light beams a particular way to walk. And I know that I want to get the lamp to the other side, but how do I do it without trapping myself? And it is good thematically for the game that I feel trapped by the darkness. Mm -hmm. And so it works very, very well. But as a game player, it can be very frustrating to go, oh, I want to see what's over there. I want to walk around and try a bunch of different things. But 
you can only try so much without killing yourself. <laughs> so my style again of, oh, I just want to play around with it until I figure it out, doesn't work for this kind of puzzle. I think this is one where I went away and came back and went, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Once you put it together, it's so obvious. But it's not obvious Once until you, you know get the it. answer, yeah. yeah. Then comes the next one. This is the one that... So, again, I think these are the two I was doing after I should have just gone to bed. Mm -hmm. But I had at one point sent you a message, said, this is where I am. And you said, oh, you're almost there. So, I kept thinking I was almost there. <laughs> almost there. <laughs> but this one took me just ages. This is the one where I basically, I went to bed. Because after about an hour of messing with it, I said, no, I'm done. I'll do it in the morning. So, this is the one where you have wooden platforms. They look like they're just made of, of slats, basically. And they go under this sort of light room, kind of an orangish light. If you hit the sensor, it switches sides. And so, you, again, are in a figure eight situation where there are two of these rooms with the slats underneath, which will swap sides. And two receptors, one lamp again. Mm -hmm. And basically what you have to do is you have to get everything onto the one side. But invariably, I was constantly putting something on one side and going, okay, I can get this thing to the other side now. But I need that thing over there. Yeah. Wait, but now I can't get back there <laughs> because I've now blocked myself. It took me way too long to figure out what is... Probably for you, it was probably a very simple puzzle, and you just kind of rushed right through it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Some of these solutions came to me quickly, but there was others where I was much the same man as you. The, the puzzle towards the end where you got those ovens, those two ovens, they look like ovens, basically. And there's a, oh, no, that's the puzzle you're talking about. That is, yeah. Oh, right. The one, yeah, it's got like a an un, a, a bridge almost that goes underneath this, this like, it's a, it looks to me like, I think it is an oven. I think he does call it an oven at one point. It's okay. where they, they bake the, the crystal or something like that. That puzzle was fucking hard, man. I'm bleep that, but yeah. that was so hard. Yeah, that took me... No, I did not breeze through that one. Because okay. <laughs> even even towards the end of it, where you're like, you have everything in place, and you've got that dark corridor on the left-hand side, and you're like, all right, I can go. And it's like, and you, you even get to that bit, but then you need the light to shine down in the other direction. You're like, oh, I've got, to, I've got, to, oh my god, I've got to reset everything and go back and place that there. And oh, that was that was tough, man. I knew again the end game. I knew how yeah. to get yeah. there, but getting all the pieces where I needed to, because I needed those pieces to also get me access to walk across. Yes. It just stumped me. I was my solution. I, I know exactly what we're talking about, so I can post the, this on on the video for YouTube. But my solution was not elegant. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it was really messy. Good puzzle in the end, but whoa, that was hard. With both that last puzzle and this puzzle, I just felt like I was blocking myself constantly, yeah. and that's another level of frustration when I feel like I'm doing it to myself. Mm. But once I solved it, yeah, I called myself an idiot, but. I was happy to have done it and, yeah. and made it through. <laughs> We're now going to have to move through more pink ventilation to leap to safety and exit. 
this person has a pair of Portal 2 boots, man, because this person can make some serious <laughs> drops and not break his ankles. In the elevator, Virgil is going to speak to James and says that, oh, yeah, the shadows are hours from town. There's still time. <laughs> he realizes his mistake and switches from his veiled threats to us to now actual ones. Mm -hmm. Don't become one of my obsessions. Yeah. We're going to shut down the core, but we're going to find it self-sustaining now. And even he didn't know that because he's surprised by it. Yes. This is where he says, oh, well, I'm going to leave you here. You can, uh, you can stay here 21 days without food. I guess I'll turn the sprinklers on from time to time for you. Mm. So you can, what, so I can survive for 21 days and still die? <laughs> still die, yeah. Uh, this is where actually the tape recorder isn't like out of reach and I, I could hear it. But here's the fun gauntlet, the obstacle course of light appearing and disappearing, running through. It's just fun. Then you get to the spider mineral transports, sometimes going left to right, sometimes up to down. There were times where I disagree with where the hitbox of the darkness should be. But overall, it was quick and fun. After having two of the most frustrating puzzles in the game for me yeah. to hit this fast and quick part was perfectly paced in the game. Mm -hmm. This is what I needed at that point. Yeah, and I'm wondering why they didn't sprinkle more of this type of gameplay in. Because I did enjoy running these little parkour gauntlets. I would have liked to have seen maybe one more in the middle of the game somewhere. Just something to break up the puzzle monotony kind of thing. Not monotony, that's the wrong word, but you know what I mean. Just like break up, break up the game a bit more. We are going to see... James, <laughs> he yeah. is a mountain of a man. He's a big guy. Walking and Virgil saying, oh, no, what are you doing? What are you doing? Now, throughout this, of course, we're trying to hit the extra buttons to overload the system. Yes. The only way to save everyone, I guess. Uh, but yeah, we're going to see him appear. We're going to hear as he's stopping Virgil. And this is funny as well, because during like what you call the oven puzzles, like that one, Virgil is saying, I've been thinking about loyalty and how important that is because he had been teasing that maybe we were better than James because we are more clever than James, but ultimately what he wants is loyalty. Right. But now here is James super loyal, but even he knows that Virgil has gone too far. We get to our final button to hit and Virgil is now desperate. Begging us. I like this part. This was really cool to just to watch him break down completely. Money, power, whatever you want. Yes. I love that. And you should have this choice in the game. Yeah. I mean, it's not really a choice, but you should be given the illusion of choice at this sure. point. Do you hit the button? Do you not? Because he has given a lot of good arguments for why this could be good. Mm -hmm. And really, if things hadn't gone out of control, you could, I think, in many ways, contain the darkness. I mean, there's always going to be the chance for it to turn into a post-apocalyptic movie after. <laughs> right, yeah. Because a system's going to break down at some point. But you could set up a system of lights that were powered by the light matter. And since the light matter always gives out more power than it uses, well, it could be self-sustaining for quite a long time. Again, maybe we could use some of the plants in some way. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where... I think he's just a really good villain because his motivation comes from a place of 
logic, mm-hmm. a place of kind of numbers that don't hit you as a human person, but thinking again the needs of the many. Thinking about the species, yeah. And what's ultimately important is that he is not the villain of his own story. He is the hero of his own story and his motivation. In his mind, he is the good guy. Yeah, yeah. Which hits even harder when (laughs) I believe he tells us exactly how many people are going to die because we shut it down. Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He's obviously thought this through. But I really like that. I think that Virgil as a villain is fantastic. But that leads, I think, to the end and the credits, where we get to see lots of great pictures of them designing, hanging out. I'd like more games to do this. We get it, but not on this level. And not, I think, the really good choices of pictures they've chosen Mm -hmm. here to really exemplify who they are as a team and what they were working on as a team. And like I said, just seeing the actual physical models. Right, that they built, yeah. It's cool. That's great. I really enjoyed it. I think the story fits for what it is. I just would have liked if they relied less on another game's story and just focused on their own. Yeah, because what they had was good enough. The game stands well on its own. Were there any puzzles that I didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about? Now that now that you now that you're saying it, I think we talked about all of them that were decent, um, and some of them that were frustrating. And yeah, no, because it, it is kind of hard to talk about. It's like, oh, remember that room with that platform and that that light receptor? It's kind of hard to talk about it, isn't it? Isn't it? Well, and that was the problem that we had with, I believe, the first portal one, where I really wanted to go intense on the puzzles, but we realized, wow, on an audio form, <laughs> it doesn't work quite as well. Yeah. <laughs> so good for the people who want to take in our content on YouTube. Not so good for the people who just want to listen. Right. Which, to be honest, is how I listen to a lot of podcasts anyway on YouTube. I just don't even bother looking at them anyway. If we're going to say Virgil um, as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a voice actor is good, Shout out to the woman that is on the audio, t- audio tapes. She's also very good. Um, I liked her. I liked finding her audio logs and listening to them. She was she was great. And yeah, the only thing that I wanted, and you've already said this, like a flashlight or something. I think I even wrote that down. I was like, I expected one more mechanic to be thrown in, something like a mirror to reflect light. Or a flashlight, like you said, something that you could aim three sixty degrees, but was only in a straight line, no, no, no cone kind of dispersion, like from the big spotlights, you know, just maybe just a light that would aim straight ahead. Um, and so, because three is the magic number, you know, and it's like most games have three things, but in this one, there's only two. And it's like I was always waiting for that third one, and it never came. So that's my fault for expect that my expectations. But overall. Not a bad game. I think it's a great indie puzzle game. We always complain that there are not enough like this. I'm glad there's another one in the world, and your fingers crossed we get another one. Gaps for all the more gaps created.